Happy 2024, everyone. On today's Locked On Utes, we're talking about Utah's New Year's resolutions and talking about the anniversary of the Rose Bowl game as it pertains to Utah for the last two years. On today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on social media where you can follow our show at Locked On Utes. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. As I said off the top of this show, happy 2024. Everyone, hope you all had a fantastic New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and excited to be rolling with you for our first episode of 2024, which uh, figures to be another great year for Utah athletics. Just another fun year to cover this team and talk about them in general. I think there's a number of things to be excited about with Utah athletics on today's episode. Want to focus more on Utah's football's resolutions as we normally do, but I think on a future episode, I'll definitely be talking about some of the other resolutions for the other sports because I think all of them should have lofty goals of what to they want to accomplish. And as I said, let's stick with the football team first. When talking about this Utah football team's 2024 resolutions, I truly believe if you're a member of this Utah football team, the goal that these guys have is to not is of course win the Big 12, but more than that, because if you win the Big 12, you of course qualify for the college football playoff. But I also think there's a world where Utah could be a one loss team or maybe even a two loss team in the 12 team format and still make their way into that. So either way, not just win the big 12, but also make the college football playoff. Because of course, if you win the big 12 automatic qualifier, but still a way, even without that, I think that Utah could get in. I think there is absolutely a path for Utah to be one of the four best teams. Not to excuse, excuse me, got to get used to not saying one of the four best 12 next year. Absolutely a path for Utah to be one of the 12 best teams in college football next year. We'll talk about the returning talent they have in a moment, but it really does the overall returning talent because the first thing I'm going to say is Cam Rising. And I'm sure there's a number of you who, um, you know, Cam hasn't played in a year, all this, all that. But either way, Cam is going to spend, he spent a lot of time having to rehab. I'm sure he, I don't know where he's at with the rehabbing stuff, but I'm sure he doesn't have a ton of time left. So most of his time, instead of like last year is rehabbing this year, it's just going to be getting ready for football. I expect Cam Rising to come back. There are very few quarterbacks in college football that have accomplished what Cam Rising has accomplished in college football. In fact, I don't think there are any quarterbacks coming to back to college football next year that have won co- consecutive conference championships the two times that they've finished a season healthy. So that's what Cam Rising is going to walk in next year, being the only collegiate quarterback who has done that. When you look at other reasons why, I feel like that's a reasonable goal for Utah to have on their resolution board to be like, okay, winning the winning the big 12 in our first year also just making the college football playoff even if you weren't able to win that is because of not just quarterback but also the front seven is absolutely loaded we still don't know what jonah ellis i don't remember exactly when the cutoff date is to declare for the nfl draft it's uh 
coming up though sometime in kind of mid-January, so we'll see what he's able to do. But even if he leaves, you still have other really good pass rushers and a Logan Fano coming back, Van Fillinger, Connor O'Toole, all guys who contributed at various points when it comes to rushing the quarterback this past season. And all the D-tackles are back. All your linebackers are back. You know, you take some hits in the secondary, uh, awesome receivers, and that's what we're also going to talk about when it's like, where is this team looking to improve in order to accomplish those resolutions? And also, resolutions isn't just a a goal in, in terms of like what you want to accomplish if you're a Utah in terms of on the field. Also, resolutions is roster building when you're Utah, right? So that's where we'll talk about what Utah needs to do from that standpoint if they want to be one of the teams that's in it come the conclusion of the 2024 college football regular season next year. But yeah, the coaching, obviously a huge advantage as well. Kyle Whittingham, one of the best coaches in college football. And I know we all liked, well, first of all, everyone I think knows how good Morgan Scali is with the performances he put on this season. But I know everyone loves to give crap to Andy Ludwig and we have as well on this throughout the year, but I still think he's a very good offensive coordinator. And I don't think it's fair to be judging based off of this year when if Cam Rising was healthy, I think the offense would have hummed a lot better, as we all know, because it was just last year that the Utah offense was fantastic. So that's why I think it's funny how quickly people kind of turned against Andy Ludwig. And once again, I was critical of him at times. I thought there were things he should have done better, but I'm talking critical to the point of people being like, Utah needs to make an offensive coordinator change. Like, no, 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 no. That is nowhere near what I am saying, or I, I think most Utah fans are saying, but you do see a couple of people bring that up and it's like, no, no, Andy Ludwig has done a very good job. And remember what he did with Cam Rising, the guy he's going to have back coming up for this year that I think is really exciting for it too. But uh, sticking with those resolution themes of like, okay, so your big your big goals are winning the Big 12 and just making the college world playoff in 2024. But how about those other goals that Utah has? Well, one of those is obviously finding Cam Rising elite receivers in order to accomplish the goals of winning the Big 12 because Devon Bailey is gone. Mikey Matthews is gone. I like Landon King. I think that, you know, you also get Ryan coming over from UCLA. So, and we don't know with Brant Keithy still, he's another guy we have to wait and see if he'll declare or not. Those are all players where I'm feeling, I feel good about the tight end position for Utah right now, but you definitely need to add that number one receiver on the outside. Cam and Money Parks have hooked up for a number of big plays. I feel good about Money coming back. I think Maneer McLean is going to continue the breakout trend that he was kind of on. Excited to have him back, but definitely want to grab two really good receivers in the portal for sure for Utah, maybe even three, but definitely elite guys are going to push for playing time. And I don't think that Utah's best receiver is currently on the roster for next year. I think that's something you have to require through the transfer portal and just staying on the offensive side of the ball. One thing that if you want the passing offense to improve is you have to do a better job in pass protection. I do believe Utah should dip their their toes in the transfer portal and look to add offensive linemen. This is not something the team has done a ton I'm not sure exactly how many offensive linemen for Utah that Utah's added in the transfer portal in the past. Doesn't feel like many. That's a position that's been very kind to Utah, but now you're starting to feel the ripple effects, right? When you look at the guys who started up front in the Pac-12 championships, the two consecutive ones that Utah won, Utah had Braden Daniels, Tal Almey, and Keaton Bills for all three of those. Those guys are all gone, of course, now. And up there still, you have a guy like a Michael Mokafisi who helped last year, but even he has his up and down moments there. I still think, I think Coley's a good center as well, but there's a reason that on last week's show, after the debacle that was a Northwestern game, we were talking about every single spot on the offensive line being up for grabs come training camp. Now, it's easy to say, like, yeah, Spencer Fano should win the left tackle job, but I don't think you watch, like, this season and go, like, oh, yeah, I feel for sure good about Spencer Fano as the left tackle. I 
think he's earned the right to be there. And I think through the, through spring camp, he's going to earn that right is what I mean by that. And he should be the front runner for it because of what he accomplished. But it's not like, oh, his play guaranteed him that starting job next season. I don't think that's the case. And I don't think it should be. So I'm very curious to see if this team will try to build through some offensive linemen in the transfer portal, try to protect Cam and do a better job of uh, of giving him time if they want to accomplish their goal of winning the Big 12 in 2024. But those are just some of the offensive additions. I do believe there's some other additions, especially defensively, that this team needs to do if they want to continue to improve their roster in their quest to win a Big 12 championship. That's what I want to continue discussing with all of you in one moment. But first... I want to talk to you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. That's a, or excuse me, a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins or loses. And once again, that's a 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab. You can also make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So you can visit fanduelcom slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. And that's not all it has. There's also college football, of course, on FanDuel where we have Ohio, excuse me, we have Michigan taking on Washington. What crazy great games those were. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the Rose Bowl featuring Michigan and our final segment of today's episode. But man, I, I'm really excited to see Washington and Michigan face off. Michigan already favored by four and a half, I believe it is. I'm. It's early. Man, do I like this Washington team a lot. And I know Michigan does some really good things too. I think it's going to be a fantastic game next Monday. Let me just get that out of the way that I think either side is more than capable of winning that game. But uh, I think that I would roll with wish Washington to at least cover. And I think they might outright win, but we got some time to talk about that. But either way, head over fan duel. Also a great week of NFL games coming up to the final regular season week. So last chance to bet on your team until next season for some of you. And then of course other teams will be in the playoffs, but either way, head over to fan duel today. All right, coming back in this one, just continuing to talk, where's the team looking to improve like New Year's resolutions wise? I got to believe something else that is on Utah's resolution board as it pertains to their football program is continuing to add talent to the secondary. Utah has lost Sione Vaki, Cole Bishop, JT Broughton, Miles Bapp, and other depth pieces back there as well, I believe. But you, and you, while you have guys like a Jonathan Hall, I liked what we saw from him. I thought Nate Ritchie was looking improved. And I said, those guys should be the front runners to start at your safety spots. I thought Tao Johnson still doing some nice things. We know Zamaya Vaughn, what he brings on the outside. And I still think he has room to go grow too, right? Gotten beat a couple times against Northwestern and just on the season. But I think as all the tools and the potential to be in a dominant corner in the pac 12, just like we kind of predicted him to be this year. I thought he was a good corner. I don't think I'd call him a dominant one. And I think next year is the chance to be that as well. And while you like what you saw from Smith Snowden too, once again, I'm like, okay, I'd love to bring in more players to that those positions to push those other guys. So I definitely think if you're Utah football, you're looking heavily at how do we upgrade and improve our secondary so that we can find other guys that will not just push the players we have, but are capable of injuries occur because they always do in college football coming in and stepping up and making things happen. And that's where I expect Utah to at least add one or two more quality defensive backs, even if they signed a recruiting class that was heavy on the defensive side of the ball, also signing 
a recruiting class that had, or excuse me, signing a transfer that comes from the secondary as well. So lots of things if you are Utah that you're doing already on that path, but want to get those starters once again. And I still think there are guys you can add that could potentially be in that range to push those guys. I don't think it's like you have to find a starter, but find a guy who's capable of pushing those other players and making them better or could start if needed to. So that's why I think the main thing is defensively continuing with Utah's resolution theme. I think one thing they have to just continue to do overall is just continuing to develop the talent on their roster. When you look at, there's a few positions this year, right? That underwhelmed the main one to me being the offensive line. It was a big question I had coming into the season. And while I thought they were good, Utah never ran the ball as well as they normally do. And I thought more than anything, that was because of the offensive line up front. Also, I guess I, because I'm talking about offensive line, I'm thinking about the running game. I'm not going to have add a running back. Um, that I think maybe some of you might have that on your board for like what Utah needs to do now because they lost to Quinden. But I look at a running back room that features not just Anthony Woods, who just got from Idaho coming off a thousand yard season, not just Makai Bernard, not just Jalen Glover, but those talented recruits of Dijon Stanley, Mike Mitchell. Like Utah's running back room is fine, in my opinion. And with guys like Stanley and Mitchell, that's where I talked about developing the talent you have in house. I think there are some players that Utah needs to do a better job of maximizing their skill sets and talents or bring in players that they're able to do that. I already mentioned the offensive line. There's some wide receivers on this team that when I look at their just their measurements and the kind of the intangibles and the, the recruiting level they were that I, I'm excited to see what they can do and go out there. And that's where I would love to see some of those guys find success next year. That's not just on those players buying in. That's also on Utah figuring out the best plan to utilize and maximize those players skill sets. So that's another thing I'm curious to watch for and see how Utah develops those guys there. And same thing with the secondary, as we already mentioned too, you got some other corners out there who could have an opportunity. You got to continue to develop and grow the talent there. So another spot that I'm excited to see Utah just continue to do. And one of their resolutions I'm sure is they're like, Hey, we got some really talented players on this team. How can we coach them better? And what do they need to do to be the best version of themselves as well so that they can be the player that helps us win big games on Saturdays come the fall of 2024? Continuing with the resolutions theme, also just I, I really want to, I think if you were Utah resolution-wise, just work on get generating more big plays offensively. It's kind of an Andy Ludwig thing. This is what's hard because you had a Bryson Barnes this year who was limited, Nate Johnson as well. Both of those guys, just not the quarterback in terms of their passing ability that Cam Rising was. We saw that on the field this year. And I think that's where you want Andy Ludwig. We've been talking for years about this Utah offense being more explosive. And I want to see what it would. I was really disappointed. We didn't get to see, you know, what the year Devon Vele had. It felt like it would have been even better with Cam. Money Parks, after the way he started the year to have him. You know, peak on the very first play was obviously very disappointing because you look at how talented the potential, the moments we've seen from him are, but you get the quarterback play being what it was. I just, I think there's a chance with Cam rising and also, you know, Isaac Wilson's going to be stepping in the fold soon. He's a guy who just set the nation on fire in terms of what he did on the field for high school wise. So why can't he come in and have lead an explosive and dynamic offense at the collegiate level? Those are things that will fall on Andy Ludwig a little bit is to make this offense a little more explosive. And it's not just on Andy Ludwig to figure out those concepts and things. It's also on Kyle Whittingham allowing Andy Ludwig to do that more because we know what Kyle wants to do, run the ball, protect the ball, and play good defense, and you win games. And Utah always does. But once, just like there was a couple years ago, 
Utah got into some some tightly contested shootouts, right? When you're looking at the game against US, both games against USC. I guess the second one wasn't tightly contested, but you needed to score a lot to, to feel comfortable against the Trojans. And Utah was able to do that, but that wasn't against a very good defense in that US, USC different that USC defense. And I'm not saying the big 12 defenses are world beaters, but you just want to come in with more. You're going to get, you could probably get into some shootouts because of the nature of those high powered offenses. And that's where Utah has to be ready offensively to engage in those types of games. And I think there's some things they can do to grow schematically that I'm excited to see Andy Ludwig get back in the lab, see what he comes up with in crafts. And even this last year, I'm sure he had ideas that this, the, for this offense he wanted to use and wasn't able to because cam rising wasn't healthy so definitely something to keep in mind and i'm very excited to see what he comes up with those are all my main utah football resolutions i think maybe getting a couple of quality recruits as we are well we already said recruiting but i'll even say this like at this fall spring signing day i'd love to add one or two more and just continuing to staying hot on the recruiting trail even though you said i shouldn't say continuing to stay hot because obviously utah wasn't the hottest but still would like to add one or two more quality players in this year's class and then continue to stay hot for next year's recruiting class or get back hot again excuse me once again um and then also just continue to add through the transfer portal next year is when utah to me could really feel the ripple effects of like i expect almost everyone from that 2021-22 team to have moved on by the time we get to next year so that's where adding more young talent adding even more players through the transfer portal is going to be essential to the 2025 beyond seasons or the Utah football program, but all going to be fun and interesting to see how it shakes out for Utah too. But let me know below. What are your guys' biggest resolutions for Utah football and even the other sports? As I said, I'll be mentioning some of those ones in the future. And uh, the only reason I'm not mentioning those other ones in our final segment today, because I have to talk about the Rose bowl after watching that Michigan Alabama game. And I'm not going to talk about what happened in that game. I just want to talk about how cool it was that Utah played in the Rose bowl. Cause I do think that's something we, uh, Maybe I'll forget at times, but man, I was just watching it back thinking about how cool it was that our school, the University of Utah, played in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. I want to just talk about the significance of that game itself in one moment, or two games, excuse me. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends at UCCU, one of the sponsors of today's episode. Learn and Earn, the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents, they don't always know the answers. Learn and Earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family. You can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you earn, the more the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Alrighty, close this one out with some Bros Bowl talk. I was just watching, first of all, how can you not be romantic about college football after a day like we just had where both the All-State Sugar Bowl and then also yeah, absolutely the Rose Bowl just lived up to the hype. What a great games, great matchups, but particularly the Rose Bowl, as they do every year with the Rose Bowl, right? There's all those amazing shots. College game day starts their day there, and then the Rose Bowl game itself, and you see all the amazing sights and the settings and the scenery, and you hear them talking about the tradition of the game and all everything it means and uh 
every time they did that, I just couldn't number. Well, part of it was I missed it. And I know uh, a number of you have gone as well. The, it's an incredible venue. Um, so every time you do see those shots again, you're just like those camera shots. I'm talking about the scenery and the stadium and everything. You're like, oh, I'd love to be there again right now because I know it's such a, a great place to watch a game. And I, I know a number of you feel the same uh, same way about that. I'm sure you missed it as well because it's the first time in two years where we weren't up there. Those of us that did uh, that did travel out to the game. So how can you not miss or just want to be up at a venue like that? But just talking in general, like something we can all relate to, whether you went to the game or not went to. The, the story of college football can't be told without the Rose Bowl. And Utah was in the Rose Bowl back-to-back years. And you just think about the history once again. Like that's It's called the Grand Daddy Foam. It's the most famous bowl game itself. Yes, obviously, you much, everyone would much rather win the national championship game than the Rose Bowl. But, man, you know, you just talk about the roses, it, people putting the roses in their mouth or just around their, in their ear. Like it just – it's such an iconic picture and photo over the years, the parade of roses they do during the day. Like the Rose bowl is just one of the things that makes bowl season. The parts of it that are still memorable outside of pop, outside of just random pop tart appearances and, and cheese, it's kind of copying a pop tarts entire flow. But either way, I thought that was kind of funny and random with, um, with the Rose bowl. It's just such a historic thing and venue. And it's just so cool that our school, the university of Utah was part of that two years. Know that Utah did not win, but Look back at 2021, what an incredible game Utah versus Ohio State was, where you see C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jake, but Marvin Harrison Jr., all those guys currently are soon to be making plays in the NFL in big fashion, and Utah gave that team everything they could handle. How about Dalton Kincaid's weekend, by the way? He had a career high over 80 yards receiving in the Buffalo Bills game, and now he's going to be get to be on a, uh, a primetime Sunday night game, too, with uh, the Bills potentially making the – winning the division or even potentially missing the playoffs. It's uh, crazy how quickly the world of football can come at you in a, in that regard. But moving on from, from that, uh, even last year, look, yes, it didn't work out great after Cam got hurt, but just so special to be in that venue, in that site, in that setting where, you know, everyone looks to the Rose Bowl. And I know, like, I think last year someone brought up how it was like the least viewed Rose Bowl in a long time, but it's still the Rose Bowl. And it's still a big deal and it matters. And Utah is a part of the history of the most important bowl game in the history of bowl games maybe not the most important but the bowl game with the most tradition and i just think that's awesome that utah will forever have that piece of that and uh even though they were losses just so many great memories made watching our teams compete in those rose bowl and just the entire setting that was just going out to california checking out pasadena it's a it's a special place special time one that i'm incredibly grateful for that i got to experience while at utah and whether you guys were there or just watching it on tv it's awesome that our team was in the rose bowl that's going to do it for today's edition of Lockdown Utes. We'll be back with you tomorrow talking more things Utah football, and we'll see you then.